DJ and PK brought to you in part by Zero Res. A clean home is a healthy home, and right now Zero Res is cleaning carpets for $33 per room. Mention DJ and PK when you call and you get a fourth room clean for free. Call Zero Res today to schedule your cleaning at 801-288-9376. Well, the playoffs are set, PK, and you'll watch playoff basketball, whatever it is, but there are a couple series that are a little juicier than others, a couple series you're looking forward to a little more than others. Oh, all of them, but in the West. Yes, I know, because you're all... but. it is the fact, uh, you know, Chris Paul, Russell Westbrook playing their old teams, Houston, Oklahoma City. Does that appeal to you? Because you know that's how it's going to get promoted when you flip on TNT. It appeals to me that they're playing. I'm not interested in any soap opera stuff. That I don't really care about that. That doesn't matter to me. I have no personal interest in that. But certainly the Lakers and I assume Portland, I don't know that that's going to happen, but right now that's what I assume. And Lillard, is, uh, he's just on a tear. And so, yeah, that should be very interesting. Time to welcome in Craig Bowlerjack, his weekly interview presented by University of Utah Health, trusted health care provider for the Utah Jazz family and yours. Bowler, good morning. Hey, guys. How are you? We are good. How are you? I'm good. How are the Jazz? Well, I think they're in the position uh, that they wanted to be in. Uh, Denver Nuggets, Utah Jazz. I think the matchup is intriguing, most likely very entertaining. Um, so here we go tonight, uh, or this afternoon, uh, San Antonio is trying to scrape their way into, uh, the eighth spot or a play-in playoff. Uh, I'd say that is loaded there with Memphis Phoenix and the San Antonio Spurs. And I heard PK just mentioned, you know, the eighth seed Blazers who've come out of nowhere to, uh, to be in a great position to be in the postseason. Uh, you know, he wanted that opportunity. He was very vocal about it and dropped 61 um, to really jump them into it to the eighth spot. So if he's not, I, if he's probably the bubble MVP. I mean, that's an ama- he's had an amazing performance. He really has. With the Jazz from De- in Denver, you draw anything that you believe would be conclusive and expect to see based on the regular seating in regular season individual matchups between the two teams. Well, the Jazz, I mean, on negative, they're zero and three in the regular season PK against the Nuggets. But I think competitively, there are some good matchups there. Of course, I think all eyes would be on Gobert and, and Jokic, right? Um, I try to look at the benches to kind of see what balances out, and maybe the Clarkson. Clarkson uh, has, you know, Jeremy Grant, but Clarkson still, I think, has the edge there. Uh, Paul Millsap, I think we saw all season long, for my eyes, that he's not the same guy that he was when he played, not only for the Jazz, but a four-time All-Star with Atlanta. So it really, I think, for for Denver. A lot of the scoring is going to lie on, of course, Jamal Murray, Jokic, and Michael Porter Jr., uh, and those are the key factors, I think, for the Jazz. Uh, if Utah stays healthy, uh, you hope that some of – you know what, maybe some of these young guys will get a few minutes and will help, obviously, with some athleticism and some pretty tough defense. I've been impressed with me, Aoni, Rajon Tucker. We saw Jarrell Brantley as well. Uh, how many minutes, if any, they get in the playoff series – uh, will be uh, will be interesting, but you know, PK. Bottom line, I think the three ball is where it's at. The Utah Jazz have suddenly found rhythm with Niang again, and Joe Ingles looks really good. 
with a ball in his hands. Uh, you know, Donovan, clutch. Uh, and, you know, my concern is what about the strain of the leg, the foot? Uh, how does that play out in the playoffs? So health comes into play, right? But uh, I still think it's probably the best matchup and one they were more intrigued with rather than see Harden. Houston may be without Westbrook, which will be something. And Oklahoma City um, has a lot of depth and, and uh, guard play that seems to be an issue uh, for the Jazz as well. So of, of all the potential matchups, I think they fell into place as, as, as where they wanted to be. So let the games begin, right? So despite the fact there have been a bunch of guys injured and despite the fact uh, we've seen them go way down the bench, I, I think I know what the team is going to look like and the rotation is going to look like, but is there a guy carrying injury that maybe is a little more real than many of the other knocks that they would normally just play through and we would never, ever hear about? Or have any of the guys who were outside of the rotation played their way in and they're going to be in the rotation because Quinn thinks, hey, they can help us win a couple possessions here for a few minutes? Well, DJ, he would tell you that, and he has told the media, uh, and all of you who have asked is the reason why you drop a 22-point game most likely uh, just the other night uh, that you would come back and play and, and bench basically your starters and play the young guys was to do exactly that, was to be evaluating in what is a short season because if you do flip the coin and play in December, there's not a lot of time to make some roster decisions, right? So now is the time is why they went ahead and played uh, Mieoni Tucker and Jarrell Brantley. A lot of minutes. Uh, Justin Wright Foreman saw, saw some time as well. Uh, but I think if in a crunch time situation, he's more comfortable with those three mainly, Oni, Brantley, and Tucker. If he had to, I think he feels more confident that if he had to rotate them in for a six-minute span, he would do so or more. Uh, I just think you saw physical, uh, athletic play uh, still obviously in that growth stage of the NBA, but they got a real taste of what it was like to go up against, quote, NBA players. But I think the rotation is is solid. Conley, Mitchell, Gobert, O'Neal, Ingles, with Clarkson being your main sixth man. And then obviously George Niang has got to be a, a major factor in this as well. Moutier. Uh, and then the backup, Tony Bradley. I think that's that's the main core. But I, I don't think he would fear playing Oni, Brantley, or Tucker if he had to. I think the most important thing out of the eight games with the calling this restart is for the Jazz to learn how to play basically without Bogdanovich because he was such an integral part of the regular season, and now he's not there. Do you think with that in mind, did they accomplish that? <clears throat> Yeah, I do, PK. That's a, it's a great it's a great thought. I think they do. I think they do. Obviously, they missed him. Uh, you know, again, I, I when he came aboard, I you know I just thought it was going to be a guy popping threes, but he's a much more physical player, stronger player. Uh, he, he can finish at the rim. Um, he has that clutch ability uh, to hit shots, just like Donovan, and that's something you know the Jazz have missed in this eight game restart seeding process and um yeah they had to fill in the gap pk i mean 20 points and a 41 percent three-point shooter so at times they've gone smaller right at times they've they've launched more threes try to make up for the the lack of scoring 
I think the one thing that's hurt them, uh, and again, you could, you know, I haven't talked to Quinn about this, uh, but the turnovers were huge in in the first seven games. Have they calmed a little bit? Maybe, but that may be, you know, due to the to, to as you just said, trying to learn to play without Bogdanovich with a lot of new faces getting more multiple minutes. Uh, also, whenever you try to focus on Gobert, I think you, you do risk uh, the, the high lob uh, pass that if it's not perfect, then Rudy can't handle it, thus a turnover and a transition bucket on the other end. So I've seen that as well during the, the reseeding games. So, you know, there's a lot of, uh, you know, there's a lot of storylines and conversation to go with. But I think, I think Bogey, you know, we've obviously know that the Jazz have missed him, but they've really worked hard to try to find a way to plug that gap, and uh, we'll see if it works in round one. So, you're often as good as your best player. How good is Donovan Mitchell ready to be? I mean, we look at what Damian Lillard is doing for Portland. Holy cow. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I never would have thought, I mean, what is Lillard's ceiling, right? What is any star's, you know, ceiling? Well, what is Donovan's ceiling now? Obviously, Lillard just pushed his ceiling to a place uh, I don't think any of us knew he could go. Well, I think he pushed, I think Donovan pushed his ceiling right with, you know, in the double overtime, you know, loss, sadly, against the Denver Nuggets. Um, you know, he had 24 points in the fourth quarter and the two overtimes, but what was most impressive was he was the clutch guy multiple times to even, you know, force OT and double OT. So, you know, I thought in that game he elevated himself to that next level. Uh, you know, people have been, you know, keep wondering, like, you know, well, maybe he still turns the ball over. He doesn't get his teammates as involved as he should. Well, look, without Bogdanovich, Donovan has to do a lot of things right now, right? I think we all agree with that. And they look to him to do exactly what he did against the Denver Nuggets. I think he's had, when he's played, um, you know, I think he's been pretty solid. Again, what I would like to see Donovan, you know, is be consistent from the first to the fourth quarter, but he has a knack of knowing when it's time. And obviously we saw that even more so against Denver. But the way he did it, um, I was very impressed, and I thought he took over leadership uh, more so of, of that team. And he's 23. My goodness, the ceiling just kind of continues to move up a little bit. And each time he bumps it himself. And I thought that game was a classic, a classic example of what you have to do to continue to, to make that rise. And Lillard has done it too himself. I know he's been in, a, in quite a session of, um, what's it, I can't really say that on radio, but uh, he's been at it personally with Skip Bayless as you guys probably know, and have had their own uh, sessions of what have you done, really, Damian, is the is the word that Skip Bayless has told Lillard because he hasn't, quote, won anything. Um, and so I think that 61-point performance shows a lot of people, well, look, I've carried this team into a playoff position. Uh, and, of course, he made it very clear that he – wanted the opportunity to do so, even though he said he wouldn't play if he wouldn't get a play-in game, and the NBA made that happen. So baby steps, big steps, giant steps. I mean, I think, I think, I think Donovan took a big step in just the next level of where he wants to go and how bad the Jazz need him actually to do that uh, because they've got big decisions to make, right, with contracts. 
uh, with Gobert and Donovan, a huge investment in a very difficult time. So, uh, to me, I think he's uh, played really well, and I think he shows great leadership. So you're talking about when you're saying he's played really well and he's shown great leadership, you're just talking about Orlando exclusively? I think we've seen it, PK, throughout the course of the year. There's been times, but it's the consistency of it. I think that's one of the things that they've, people have been waiting for. You know, is he really going to be in that third year, take it to the D-Wade level? I know that's, a, that's the best comparison, right? People keep saying here they remind him of Dwayne Wade. But, you know, again, what I, I think that's, you know, he's made those steps, but not consistently throughout the season before the, shut, the shutdown in OKC. I think in the restart, I kind of see a little bit different. I think he's taken on a real role in Black Lives Matters. I, I really think he's made some decisions to be a leader, not only with the Jazz, but in the NBA. But again, you have to back it up. Uh, and I've seen flashes of that and a little bit more consistency. I wish he would have played a couple of games. Uh, it would give you a better feel for really just you know what he has been like throughout the restart. There's been ups and downs for all these guys. Look, I get that. Uh, but I think, you know, down the stretch leading into the playoffs, that's where I'd want him to be. Uh, I think I'd want him to be where he, he seems to be, uh, even though he didn't play uh, the other night. Conley's out tonight, Gobert's out tonight, but Don- Donovan's there. So how the Jazz play this one tonight, I don't know. Uh, interesting conversation with Quinn later because I would think they would want to be gearing up and finding confidence, you know, reestablishing because – Look, the bottom line is you can't hide the fact that they're 2-5 and five in the bubble, right? And they've lost against playoff teams, OKC, Lakers, Spurs, Nuggets, and, and the Mavs. So I would think that this game tonight, hopefully, even though they know they're in the sixth spot, you would want to start tooling and gearing up for confidence that begins next week uh, in round one. But we'll find out. No. <laughs> Sorry, Bowler. I think they're going to play guys big minutes in the first half, and 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 they do want to win that absolutely. But at halftime, I think the everybody everybody who's in that seven eight man rotation is sitting down in the second half. You know, no, and really I, in the last game, that's what they did, right? They yeah. they shot the lights out and were up seventy to fifty four. Just unbelievable how hot they were from three. And Clarkson had it going. And Yang did play a few minutes, and they had to play. Uh, they had to play somebody else a few minutes just because they. Um, who was it? What in the second half? In the second half, I think it was Clarkson who jumped on the floor for just was a it? small period yeah. of time. Yeah, but basically you know, they said, "Oh, you know, I was thinking Bradley." They had to play Bradley because Ed Davis couldn't play twenty-four straight minutes. Right. So they played Bradley for a few minutes, but basically the second half they just played the young guys and didn't care if they won or lost. You know, they just—it's not that's just not the priority right now. Well, you know, I guess that's my old school mentality because with your eighth and final seeding game, which gives you uh, runs you into the playoffs. Uh, I just kind of wonder, you know, again, I guess that's the confidence of Quinn Snyder, and that's why I do what I do, and he does what he does, right? I mean, it's just that uh, with your eighth game, uh, I would think that you want to solidify your rotation. But you make a great point, too. I mean, that's why we'll find out tonight on what direction he wants to go. But also, I I get it. He's concerned about injury, and he would be totally, um, you know, uh, the post the post game interview would be no fun, and Twitter would blow up in case somebody got hurt in an unnecessary situation. I get that too. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, it's been an interesting bubble for them. I mean, they've been really kind, kind of been a lab 
uh, working out what to do, how to do it, and now they have, I think, the, the perfect scenario that you know may work in their advantage too uh, against Denver because I thought they played the Nuggets extremely well. It shows you also, guys, in that double overtime loss, the importance of Gobert and Jokic, who was held to uh, basically what a bucket uh, in the first half, uh, and then he exploded for what twenty eight. It shows you when Rudy was out just how much how Jokic can really just handle the paint, um, you know, from inside out. He's got uh, the ability at the rim and also to take a shot outside. So uh, that'll be an interesting matchup. It really will. The two bigs uh, will be the big focus of, of the, the, the Nuggets and the Jazz. Thanks, Buller. We appreciate it. All right, guys. Uh, stay safe. See you soon.